Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. We've got a lot of awesome stories today, and our first story is from Dog Elvrin VA. Karen messes with my kids. I do the same back to her. When my kids were preschoolers, we spent every summer morning at the pool. I had a bag full of toys that I took with us so that they could keep themselves amused. In about July, a mom and her preschooler started coming to the pool. My kids were cool with sharing their toys since this kid had none with them. Cool, that is, until after about two weeks. He started demanding my kids special toys that they were playing with. The entitled mom looks up from her book and starts berating my children for being mean and not sharing. She tells them to give their toys to her son. I reached over and took her book. When she asked me what on earth I was doing and told me to give it back to her, I responded with her own words, why was she being so mean she should share? She lost her mind. I just kept on responding that what is good for adults is good for kids. So if she believes my kids are not entitled to the private use of their own property and are mandated to share with others, then she believes the same goes for her. She couldn't have it both ways. I asked her to choose a way she wanted to live. She backed up in a huff and we never saw her again. If you were the parent in that situation and some other parent did that to your kids, would you tell that Karen off? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Big Sexy Red Gal. I got demoted for not allowing managers' kids to do what they want, so I got them all fired. This happened almost 18 years ago. For a little backstory, I was pregnant and my husband had been locked up for a probation violation that had been a mistake on his PO's part, but caused him to serve a three-month sentence two hours away. My pregnancy was high risk. I had a six-year-old at home and I didn't have a car. We, my son and I, were broke and on our own. I had to find work quick so that I wouldn't lose our home while my husband was away. I walked around town with my son in tow filling out job applications. One day he was hungry, so we stopped in a place that's famous for their meats and curly fries. I used the last of my change to buy him some curly fries and got him a cup of water. I asked for an application and to speak with a manager. It was their lunch rush, so I patiently waited. When the rush was over, I saw the general manager ask another employee what was up with me since I'd have been there so long. She walked over and brought my son a toy and took me to the side for an interview. She hired me on the spot and had even said that my son could sit in a booth when I worked if childcare was difficult. I thought this was just great. I found a job with a caring general manager that was willing to help me out. I worked through the rest of my pregnancy and up to the day before I gave birth to my daughter. My husband was home at the point and things were looking up. I only took off four weeks instead of six and returned to work to find out they were promoting me to shift manager almost as soon as I returned. I was elated. Everything sounds great so far, right? Well, not so much. You see, two of the managers had their teen kids working there. The kids were pretty cool for the most part, but I found out quickly that that was just a facade. You see, they basically let them do whatever they want. I also want to add in that these kids worked a lot. I mean, a lot. During spring break, they worked well over 40 hours. This is illegal in case you didn't know. During school weeks, they would still get close to 40 hours. One was 16 and the other 15. 
The managers allowed them to run rampant, but one day, I was the only manager there and was assigning duties. I assigned the 16-year-old to fries as that's a minimum age for running the fryer and the 15-year-old to drive through. The 15-year-old pouted about wanting to do fries but didn't push back too much. The 16-year-old had a whole fit. He wanted to work the slicer. You have to be 18 to do that. He ended up cursing me out and calling me everything but a child of God. I wrote him up and justifiably so. The following day, the assistant manager pulled me into the office. She was the mother of one of the teens. She asked me what happened and why I wrote the one teen up. I told her what happened and he had lied to her and said I was power tripping and cursed him out when he was the one who cursed me out. My only response was that my decision was final and he was getting a write-up for insubordination. She decided that a write-up would not stand and that they promoted me too soon and they were going to demote me. I handed over my keys, stripped off my shirt, and kindly told her that she could piss off. By the way, this particular manager was his mother. I went home and called the labor board. I told them everything about the teens working in areas they were not old enough to work in and about the excessive amount of hours they worked. I also let them know up front that I had quit because they demoted me for following the law. Not too long after I filed my report, I got an assistant manager job down the street at a gas station and a manager I was still friends with from that place came in. She told me that the labor board came in and did a full investigation and the entire management team, general manager and all, got fired and the place was fined $50,000 for violating child labor laws. I felt bad that she got caught in it because she was a good one, but screw the rest of them. It definitely does suck that there's some innocent bystanders involved in this outcome, but those sour apples were so sour that it felt like a kind of necessary evil. Our next story is from Wildcard Moose. Karen tries to cut in line at Disney. Sure, I'll get you kicked out right before we get in. A few years back, I was at Disney World with some friends. Disney had just opened up Pandora, the world of Avatar. Needless to say, the line for the flight of passage was insanely long and looped throughout the park. We get in line and wait about two and a half hours. While we're standing there and chatting, this Karen sneaks in with her husband and two kids immediately in front of us. Her kids point out to her that this was not the beginning of the line. She immediately shushes them and tells them it's okay to cut the line because they have a flight to catch. The husband doesn't say a word. My friends were about to say something, but I immediately stopped them. My friends look at me confused, to which I whisper, just watch and learn. We stand in line for about 45 more minutes until we're right at the entrance. That's when I decide to walk up to a security guard and tell them that this lady cut us in line and refused to go back to the end. I told him I didn't want a ruckus, so I waited until I found him so he can talk to her. Sure enough, the guard walks up to her and says that she cut the line. She freaks out on him and says that she didn't and that she's been standing in line for a while. He proceeds to ask her how long she's been waiting and she says over an hour. To which he replies that the wait for this ride is at least three hours, so you must have cut in. She was puzzled and frustrated, but realized she got caught. So she finally stops yelling and agrees to leave. As they escort her and her family out of the line, I look at her and say with a nice smile on my face, Have a safe flight. Then I look at my friends and tell them, And that's how it's done, boys. We still laugh about it once in a while. Honestly, that's such a nice way to deal with it. Like, get them super close. They can taste being able to just board that ride and go and rip it away from them for being total line cutters. Say it with me. Nobody likes a line cutter. 
Our next story is from Zoroastrian. I paid for most of my brother's wedding just so our controlling family would have nothing to hold over his head. I'm 27-year-old male, my younger brother, 21-year-old male, and I grew up in a very overbearing, controlling family. And so did his wife, 21-year-old female. I offered to help them pay for most of the wedding. They wanted to pay for some of it with their own money. On the condition that they don't allow anyone else from either of our family or hers to contribute to the wedding fund at all. And then made sure they had full control over every single aspect of their wedding. Both sets of parents and some others in the family were pissed until they actually came to the wedding. Then everyone claimed it was beautiful and that they loved it. Get screwed, narcissists. My bro and I finally won. P.S. I was the best man, but he asked me to be his best man before I ever offered to pay for anything. I would have been fine if he asked someone else. I made darn sure he got everything he wanted, and I would have done the same whether he asked me to be his best man or not. Honestly, bless OP because they knew that both of those families were controlling narcissists that would want to have their dream wedding and what they see as the right wedding. And yeah, I'm sure they would love to have any opportunity to trample all over this and control it. What an opportunity for possible power, controlling, and spending other people's money. My narcissist senses are tingling. Our next story is by Mrs. Vrolix. Racist Karen at Disney gets taught valuable lesson. I was at Disney with my family and it was time for the parade. Now, everyone usually starts pushing towards the street the parade will be going down, so I had arrived early with two other families next to me. One was a white family with four kids, the Karens, and the other was a black family with two kids. We all stood at the ropes and were getting settled when I noticed the Karens kid pushing the black family's kids out of the way, and the mother Karen standing in their way. The mother of the black family was starting to get annoyed and was trying to talk to Karen, who was ignoring her. I decided to step in because one, she was straight up being rude, and two, The other family arrived at the same time as both me and Karen. I told the two kids to come up to my kids, who were sitting behind the lines and in front of Karen's kids. I'm guessing Karen didn't like that because I last heard her saying, how rude are people nowadays, as she took her kids and left in a hurry to find another spot. She must have been unsuccessful because she ended up standing behind me with her kids, which I let stand in front of me so they could see the parade. Karen left so fast after the parade, The other family was so nice afterwards. They took my family's picture in front of the castle as a thank you. It was seriously the weirdest thing I had ever experienced. I mean, this is more or less another line cutter story here. And like we said, nobody likes a line cutter. Just as much as nobody likes their seats being stolen or arriving at some place in the front and then getting pushed back. So uh, yeah, the Karen deserved it. Our next story is from M. Kuhn. I microwaved leftover fish. Years ago, I was told that I can no longer have my lunch at my desk. Why? Because we have perfectly fine break rooms for this purpose. No other reason was given. Perhaps they didn't like the idea of a mess. It was vacuumed nightly or something. Whatever it was, it felt like a power trip. That night, my wife made salmon. I saved a little piece and put it in a container in the fridge and asked my wife to leave it for me for lunch. You're taking leftover fish to work? Yep. The next day, I gleefully went into the break room, passing the person who said I must use it for my lunches, and proceeded to microwave my leftover fish. Ever microwave fish? First, it never seems to taste right, but second and most importantly, it stinks. I sat in there enjoying my leftover fish and watched two people peek in to see who was sitting in there. 
The following week, we had an all-staff memo that it was okay to eat at your desk, but to please keep it tidy. I'm gonna go on a limb and say OP did contribute, but I'm gonna bet that it probably was also a popular position to be able to eat at your desk. So I'm willing to bet that there were other people lobbying for it as well. This next story is from you decide my username one. You want ice cream flavored ice cream? Sure. My husband and I have been creating our own ice cream and we've been making some fun flavors such as matcha with pecan and cilantro and lime. We like to offer these flavors to my parents because we want them to have fun trying them too. Now, my dad is a very picky person. To him, the only flavors of ice cream are vanilla and chocolate. He refuses to try anything else. He also keeps asking for ice cream flavored ice cream. Since my parents are coming over for Easter, we're going to make him his ice cream flavored ice cream, which will just be vanilla ice cream without vanilla since, you know, vanilla's a flavor. I hope he enjoys his milk ice cream. What are your guys' go-to ice cream flavors? Let me know down in the comments. Me? Definitely cookies and cream or maybe just classic chocolate. But I usually adore anything that has little bits in it, whether it's like pecans or peanut butter cups, cookie dough bites, those kinds of things. I love those kinds of ice creams. Our next story is from 5 Frog Margin. Come see our slash pretty revenge in real time. My hotel neighbor has a yappy little dog who will not shut the freak up. I have nothing better to do than make this yappy dog shut the freak up. I'm at a Red Roof Inn in Maryland, south of Baltimore. Got a nice room on the first floor. There's several dog owners here. Red Roof seems to be cool with dog owners, I've noticed. Props to them for that. Still, the jerks in the room next to me have a small dog. If you know small dogs, they love to yap. My neighbors went out for two to three hours this afternoon, and the small dog yapped the entire darn time. My banging on the wall only exacerbated the situation. That is, until the owners got home an hour ago, they didn't like the banging. Since then, I've been banging on the walls whenever the yapper starts yapping. Looking around my motel room, I decided to try different objects to bang with. I mean, as soon as I hear a yap, they get a bang, bang, bang. My ice bucket is perfect. I hear 10 more seconds of yaps, the east-facing wall gets 10 seconds of wall banging. So far, this has been a great success. Although I heard a nasty MF-er outside my door about 5 minutes ago. Current situation? Quiet. Neighbors realize how loud and obnoxious their dogs are. I would imagine this would definitely be a frustrating thing. Imagine being in a hotel or a motel room. You're there just wanting to like wind down, probably rest for a while. And all you get to hear is this dog next door going, yap, 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 yap. You want to start like almost begging the owners to find a way to just get their dog to be quiet for an afternoon. This next story is from Amaya Kirama. Don't want to give me basic respect to the drive through Enjoy all your loose change. Happened to me just last night at work. Had a woman come through our drive through when I was taking and cashing orders. She was snippy at the speaker, rolling her eyes when I double-checked her order, which I do so she gets what she wants, and almost snapping at me throughout the whole process. Told her to pull forward, and when she managed to get to my window, she drove forward enough that I had to lean out of my window while she held her $20 note as close to her car as possible. She never looked at me, never greeted me, nothing like that. So I decided to give her change, $4 or something, and the smallest possible coins I could. That $4 paid out in 50 cent pieces. The rest of her change paid out in 10 cent and 5 cent pieces. Handed to her back, again leaning out the window to reach her, 
and gave her receipt, despite her telling me she didn't want it. Gave her a sunny smile when she finally looked at me for the first time in the whole interaction so she could scowl at me. Kill him with kindness, OP. When people just want to be a grump and a jerk, but they can't do anything else but be a grump and a jerk, just put on that big beaming smile and know that deep down inside you're making them miserable. Our next story is from KCOW666. Teachers were jerks, and I decided to be petty in return. So I went to a very small, conservative religious school for many years. During my last two years of going there, I came out as a trans guy. Since I'd been at that school for so long, all the teachers knew me and quickly heard I came out. There were a couple supportive nice teachers that I appreciated, but there was a bit of transphobic teachers. The kind of transphobic stuff that happened was, for example, one teacher when I was in his class would go on these long rants saying trans people don't exist, they're just confused, stuff like that. And he had never brought up the subject before I came out either. And another teacher in the cafeteria when there was a bunch of students in there heard someone else use the right pronouns for me when we were next to her and yelled as loud as she could that I was a girl. Then there was just a lot of that kind of stuff that happened. At the time I just took it silently since I was kind of shy then. By the time I left though, I just hated the school. When the school started, I did notice I would still get emails from the school about events happening. So I decided to go to them while wearing as much pride stuff as possible. I also acted as gay, I'm bisexual, and open about it as possible when I was there. I've been doing this for multiple events, and it feels kind of satisfying. It's definitely awful that they're displaying these kinds of behaviors, but at least it's not like overly hostile. Like the fact that OP can show up to these events wearing all that stuff and being out and open like that. It's honestly a really low bar, but it's good to know that they can get away with it. This next story is from Taj Mao. Neighbor's kid gets a rude shock. So this is a story my mother told me when I was between 3 to 5 years old, and one I treasure till today. Mind you, I'm over 35, so this was a long time ago. As a single mother, my mom got heck from people just as much as she got help and favors. She was a nurse, always dressed in her pristine white, and didn't have a car. So she rented a flat which was on the ground floor, and there were about four other flats and rooms, and one was occupied by a loud woman with like three to four rowdy kids that were like one year or less apart. She was trouble and let her kids roam freely. Her husband was hardly ever around either. Mom told me one day that she kept the stew she had made in the freezer and knowing she had to cook when she got back from picking me up from my grandma's place, she'd kept the pot in the sink to thaw. On getting back, the tap was running into the pot and the stew was washed away. The pieces of meat were also all eaten up. Other incidents that happened before this one, and it happened more than once, such as our mosquito nets getting cut several times, and mom having to watch me cry from getting bitten all night before she realized the damage done, or when she would come back to the same kitchen tap running and overflowing into the house because someone through the windows had clogged the drain. She complained to other neighbors who, knowing it was the children, pleaded with the woman to rein in her kids. Every plea fell on deaf ears. My mama cried when she saw the pot, and it was the last straw. So she repeated this act, but with a twist and an empty pot this time. She said she dressed up for work days later and got me ready for grandma's, then plugged in a cable on the socket closest to the sink. On the other end, the cord was ripped bare, and she connected this to the kitchen tap, then flipped the switch of the socket and went to work. She had repaired the mosquito nets and all looked good. Some cables have two cords and wires inside. 
Mom got the idea to connect just one of the cords to the tap so the full current wouldn't pass through. She had no idea where this thought came from, but it worked. She used electrician's tape, the black ones, to cover the other cord. When she returned, she didn't go get me. She expected drama and was ready because she knew who the culprits were. True enough, once she got home and after turning off the socket switch, the net was ripped again, but the tap wasn't running. She said the police came in a few minutes later with the woman in tow. She'd been crying. They narrated why they were there and then showed them the kitchen. She said she had started explaining what happened when the policeman stopped her and the following paraphrased conversation ensued. The policeman said, Woman, you said your son was shocked. The woman said, Yes, this wicked woman set it up to kill my son. The policeman glances at the window and back. From inside the house or outside? The woman starts to fidget and says, Outside, sir. The policeman said, So your son stood outside, cut the net I see here, and put his hand inside the window? Turns to mum. Or was your net already cut? My mum says, As you can see, the net is new, so no, it wasn't cut. The policeman says, Woman, so your son cut her net, put his hand inside the house to turn on the tap? The woman was quiet. And the policeman then says, And you happily came to report this? They bundled themselves to the police station and mom gets to narrate her ordeal. The woman gets put behind the counter, here that means getting detained, and the officers blast her. They turn to mom to warn her, saying as a nurse she should not be endangering lives like that. Mom, sweet and pleasant, explained that she knows but for the torture she had to do something drastic. They ask if she wants to make it official and she writes a report. Yes, if it had gone further, mom would have borne some of the blame. But since the boy in question just got a jolt and was fine, the officers chose to face the woman, who apparently was already well known to them too because of her children. The woman spends a few nights there, and her family members get sent to my mom by the police to beg. They just wanted to teach her a lesson and scare her a bit before she was released. Mom doesn't know what happened to her, because she said we moved out soon after. The landlord became nasty to mom, but the woman and her children gave her the wide berth and hid from her till she left. That's my mom. Honestly, in a living situation like this, where you're really not going to get any help in dealing with these kids on your own, or probably from the police without a serious reason to properly be there, I don't blame the mom one bit for what they did. Was it dangerous and possibly stupid? Yeah, sure, but like, what else can you really do? Nobody's going to stop these kids otherwise. Our next story is by Jack Salier, Ice cream shop owner got his just desserts. So some time ago, when food delivery companies like Grubhub first started to make their appearance in my area, I decided to give one a shot and order ice cream from a local chain. This chain is well known for adding mix-ins to the ice cream right in front of you for moderate prices. I ordered two bowls of ice cream, one for me and one for my partner, and two chocolate-dipped waffle bowls as well. After an hour and a half, the icy treats finally made their way to my door. I opened our sealed bag to find two to-go containers of ice cream and no waffle bowls. No big deal, as long as the ice cream was good, I could care less about the waffle bowls. Well, that would be a nope. My partner's ice cream tasted fine, but mine tasted like it was freezer burnt. You know, that I accidentally left a container open in the back of the freezer taste. So I threw out the container and found the number to call the delivery company. After I contacted the delivery company, and they said I had to call the ice cream place first, mind you, it was not done that way now, but at the time that was the way. 
When I called the shop, the owner came on and said that I was wrong and that he would not authorize my refund unless I brought him the ice cream. Knowing that I spent about $40, I was not going to just go without a refund. So I got my partner, got my ice cream out of the trash, and drove to the shop. Since it was a summer evening in a major city, the shop was really busy. I waited in line, presented the ice cream to the counter clerk, and asked for my refund. The owner came out all full of himself and proceeded to make fun of me and let everyone know his product was superior. He took out the container of my ice cream and dumped it in a metal pan. He kept making fun of me to the point where I was crying because I was so angry. I kept my mouth shut until I got my money back. In front of everyone, he picked up a spoon and started to eat my ice cream. My partner tried to stop him, but I didn't let them. You see, the ice cream was dumped into a trash can that was just outside my back door without the lid on keeping the ice cream safe, because I wasn't planning on messing with it any further. It was in a trash can that had maggots in it, and also the cat crap from when my partner changed our cat's litter box. When I retrieved the ice cream, I scooped up as much as I could back into its container and just put it in the bag, not thinking some idiot was going to actually eat it. The crowd started to shift, and they were making fun of the shop owner because of the way he was treating me. He gave me my money back and I vowed to never go to his shop again. Cut to two weeks later, I was at work talking to a coworker about my bad experience at the ice cream shop. She said, wait, did the owner look like this and have this name? I confirmed it was the same guy. She then called her sister on FaceTime. The sister was at her family reunion. My coworker didn't want to go, long story. She was trying to save up for school, so she picked up hours that day. And right beside her was the ice cream shop owner. My coworker told her sister to quiet the family and have me tell the story about what happened to me at this ice cream shop and what was in the ice cream. After I was done, it was quiet for a while until the sister stood up, broke up with the shop owner, and told them to get out. She just kept saying that I'm not going to date anyone that ate cat poop. The whole family laughed at him as he left. To this day, I've not stepped foot in that ice cream store. And when anyone asks why, I just tell them how you can't trust the owner to sell you good ice cream if he can't tell the difference between a good product and cat poop. I think obviously this was a demonstration to try to save their money and not refund you. But honestly, what a huge backfiring thing to have happen. I imagine that ice cream shop owner was mortified forever from that. And our final story of the day is from Professor Cat Whisperer. Revenge on a lying, scheming manager. I used to work at a company booking travel, among other things. It was a stressful, busy job compounded by a terrible manager. To this day, I can't tell what she did except watch over everyone's shoulder and complain to them about how they were doing their jobs. When I started, I asked my manager for the login and password for their travel site. She asked me to just use my own personal travel accounts. It was concerning to me, but there were no laws against it that I knew of, so I used the one travel website I knew had the best deals. My new job was at a small company, and I was trying to help them in whatever way I could. I had suggested before this happened that they create a business account at this website, as they gave discount points for all travel booked, to be used for future travel. She declined because she didn't want to pay the, at the time, roughly $100 annual fee. Over the two years that I was there, I discovered that my manager used whatever she could in the company to her own personal advantage. Whenever there were events and places she wanted to visit, 
she'd have me book her travel so that she could manage the event. Then when she was there, she'd assign someone else to keep an eye on things so that she could go shopping, visit friends or family in the area, etc. When she traveled, she'd have me book everyone in a basic room and have me book her a suite at three to four times the price of a regular room. She would hold weekly department meetings at lunchtime at expensive restaurants, make us pay for our lunches by having us give her cash, then expense the lunch. If we didn't have cash, she got really irritated. After a few times doing this, I realized what she was doing and told her I was strapped on cash and only had $5, $10 for lunch. She stopped inviting me every week and would just invite me once a month or so after that, which was great with me and I kept using my excuse. She continued to do things like that throughout my two years there. After I got another job offer at a company offering twice as much and with much more autonomy, I put in my two-week notice. She asked me for three to four weeks and I declined. What I haven't mentioned yet is that because I'd been concerned about this issue, I called this travel company at the beginning of my employment to ask about my points. I already had a lot of personal points when I started at this company. I'd been on the losing end of companies I'd worked at before with various issues before and didn't want it happening again. The travel company informed me any points accrued on my personal account were mine alone and there was no way to separate or move points to another account. A month after I left, I started getting voicemails from my ex-boss and one of her buddies who kissed up to her and adopted many of her behaviors. They told me they needed all the points I accrued over two years for my own personal account for a company event. When I told them the company wasn't able to transfer points to their account, they demanded I give them access to my account. I then scheduled a call with the travel company with both of them on the line with me, already knowing the answer we'd get. The travel rep informed my boss and her flunky that because I'd booked all the travel on my personal account, the points were mine. When they told the rep that they wanted access to my account, the rep declined to do so and told the two ladies that any further attempt would be considered harassment. We all got off the phone and I immediately booked two trips paid in full with my points, one to the Caribbean and one to South America. What an awesome feeling. I think OP was just smart and took advantage of a great situation. These people outright said, nah, we won't deal with those points accruing. We won't save them up ourselves, just put them on your account. They're so unnecessarily short-sighted they can't see the future gains. OP could though. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.